Hi, I'm Ken Navarro, and welcome to my podcast series. Today, I'm going to do the first of eight podcasts that are going to chronicle in real time the creation of what will be my 21st album. Today, I'm going to talk about all the things that go into figuring out what I want a new album to be, the kind of music that's going to be on it, how it's going to all mesh together. The second podcast I'm going to do on this will be about the composing itself, and I'll talk about the process of how I take musical ingredients and create something new. The third part will be the demos. I always make these demos where I play all the instruments, and it's really just to give me an idea, uh, kind of like a sketch pad of how things are going to turn out. The fourth part will be about the actual recording and tracking, where I bring in other musicians, uh, and where I actually do the real recording of what you're going to hear on the record. The fifth part will be the mixing. That's the part in the, of the process where all the parts that have been recorded are all brought together and meshed together um, in, in a way that shows the listener exactly what I want the listener to hear. The sixth part will be the mastering, uh, which is where you have all the final mixes and you bring them together, you decide on the order, you decide on the final tone of everything um, and there's other things that I'll talk about in the mastering. The seventh part will be the packaging. That's the artwork, the duplication process and that might be kind of interesting for people to hear about how as a creative person I bring those things into the equation. And finally the eighth part will be the final product. I will give you a preview of every track on the CD and talk about uh, each one. So today, as I said, I want to talk about the beginning of a new album, the conception of what the music will be. For me, this part of the process begins pretty much right after the previous album has been released. I start listening to new music. I start thinking about new directions that the, the last release has pushed me in. So a big part of this process is listening. Uh, sometimes I'm listening to things that have been done by other musicians months ago. Sometimes it's years ago. Sometimes it's 40 years ago. And sometimes it's hundreds of years ago. But I'm never listening uh, with the idea that I'm going to copy something or that I'm going to take it and expand on it. For me, it's about bringing in influences that I really like um, and throwing them into the stew that is my music. That's what keeps things fresh and what keeps me as a musician as a, and as a composer growing. So, you know, listening is a big part of that. Um, with this 21st album, one of the things I went back and listened to was a string quartet written by the French composer Maurice Ravel over 100 years ago. I always loved this quartet, but I, and I never really understood exactly why. It just appealed to me. And so I, one of the things I did was for about a month, I dug into that quartet every day. I, I literally figured out all the music that was being played in the first movement. And then I spent another few weeks just analyzing it, trying to understand and learn from it. And I learned a lot and I got a whole nother sound in my head. And I knew on this new album, I would want to write a piece that was a modern form of using string quartet, but with guitars. And so what I've been working on with that 
is not a string quartet per se, but using the sound, the sonic quality of a string quartet combined with my guitar work to create something very modern, certainly contemporary jazz, uh, and something very accessible that, that um, most people who are fans of my music will recognize it immediately as, as me. Because, the, you know, as I say, I've t I take an influence and then I try to incorporate it into my personal stew. <laughs> Another part of my conception for this new album was to do a piece that was primarily just for guitars. And I've been working on something for 13 guitars. Um, believe me, it doesn't sound like a whole mess of guitars coming at you. It's very, very constructed and um, uh, methodically created so that you get the benefit of all those guitars without really thinking about it too much. Um, and that was, the inspiration for that came out of certain modern classical music that I've been listening to for the last 20 years, a music by composers like Steve Reich and Philip Glass. And so there are parts of that, um, that particular piece that are influenced by that. But again, I think it sounds very much like me. And uh, it's about combining that kind of influence into what I do and certainly the element of jazz, um, which I always bring into what I do is there as well. A big part of the conception process is simply building up what I call a musical bank account. When I, as a composer, go to write brand new music, I feel I have to have something in the bank to draw from in order to go on what amounts to a composing spending spree. <laughs> That's how I like to think of it anyway. Um, and so listening is also a big part of that, talking with other musicians, getting out and performing, trying new things, uh, seeing what connects with an audience, seeing what connects with me. So those things all, all factor into uh, the process of building up what I call a compositional bank account. So um, that's, that's a, a pretty big part of, of the process. The other part of the process is sometimes going back and thinking about ground that I have not covered in a while, and especially when it's been five, six, or seven years since I've done a, spe a specific style of music that I've done in the past, going back can be very... Um, rewarding because I'll have a lot of new ideas and it feels very fresh to me. What, what might have felt like I'd done it already can feel like, oh no, wait a minute, I have a bunch of new ideas that could be applied to this. And along those lines on the new album, there are a couple songs that would be called smooth, quote unquote, jazz. Uh, and they are, I haven't written in that style probably since 2006 with uh, The Meeting Place. Uh, and so I went back and I said, well, what would I do now if I was writing songs like that? Because I love writing songs that, that sound like you could almost have a singer singing them. You can almost hear the words. I'm always very complimented when somebody says, oh, I can hear the title of the song in the song as if someone was singing it. Because I, I think that means I've written something that's very lyrical and very melodic. So I went back to that way of writing and I started working on a couple songs that would fall into that category. One of them is a pretty funky thing um, and I don't have any titles for any of these songs yet. And another is a very romantic groove that um, 
I almost used on the Dreaming of Trains album. I loved the song, but it just didn't seem to fit into the concept of that particular album. So I went and revisited it and made some changes and made it better, I think. And, uh, and that is another song that, that's really coming along. Another piece that's going to be on the new album that's part of the concept is a piece that's written just as for piano and guitar, or I should say keyboards and guitar, because the, the keyboard part is primarily acoustic piano, but there's also a, um, a place where strings are played by the keyboards. And the challenge here was, can you write a fully developed composition that holds together with just those two instruments so that it could be played live just like you hear it on the album and so I've been working very hard on that to create something where you don't really think about the fact that it's just two instruments it it, it it's a lot going on um, emotionally and compositionally and so that's another part of the concept so uh, finally the third part of the concept because if you haven't figured out already one part of the concept are very new kinds of writing for me, uh, string quartet influenced, a modern classical influence, combined with new types of smooth jazz songs for me. But there's a third part, and that is a continuation of what I started with my last album, The Test of Time, which was a solo guitar CD. What I wanted to do, and what I can have continued to do as I've gone around touring behind the Test of Time CD, is expand on the concept of what solo guitar is. So one thing I heard a lot from people as I went out was, oh, we'd love to hear one of the great Motown songs done this way. And it took me a long time to find the right one. There's so many great songs, not, not a problem finding the right one, but the right one for me. And the one I settled on was Stevie Wonder's song, Higher Ground. This is a very funky song that requires me as a solo guitarist to play the bass line, the, the very funky clavinet part that Stevie plays, and the melody all at the same time. So it took a while just to be able to do that in a very groovy way. And then I ended up composing a bunch of new music to go within the song that sounds like Stevie Wonder could have written it for higher ground. I even quote Jimi Hendrix at one point. And that combined with the use of a new tool called the boomerang pedal allows me to create not only all those parts on one guitar at one time, but to create in real time seven or eight or nine guitar parts all at once live in concert. So that's going to be on the new record. I also created a solo version of what I think is one of my better older songs called Fortunate Son that I wrote for my dad. And I created, I think, a really beautiful solo guitar version for Fortunate Son. And then finally, I wrote a brand new piece that I don't have a title for yet, entirely with the boomerang pedal where I have up to 15 different parts um, that are layered that come in and out and again I can I play this live in concert I've been playing it for almost uh, six months now live uh, in my show and um, what happens is I start basically with a blank canvas and in front of the audience I put together a painting a, 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 a musical painting so to speak and that piece is going to be on the new record as well. And so that's, that's part of the third stage of the conception of this new album. So as you can see, the way the new album is developing so far, it's me bringing together different elements of my previous 20 albums. 
And the, th this is very exciting for me because I love all of these things, but it does present a new challenge. And that is how do you put all these things together so that you get a unified listening experience? Because I'm old school <laughs> and I still believe in albums. And I feel that a great album should be like a great book or a great movie. You have a beginning, it takes you somewhere and you have an end that ties it all together. And it's also important to me that each song be great. And I work very hard to make sure that's true on each of my albums. But, but when you're doing three very different things like that, you've got to find a way for them to all tie together. And so that's the other part of the conception that I've been working on, how they're going to go together on the album and what I'm going to do in each one to make sure that you feel the connection emotionally and musically between them. So in a nutshell, that's the point that I'm at with the conception. Things are going really well. Uh, obviously, I've already begun uh, quite a bit of the composing. And I'm going to talk a lot more about that in the next part of this podcast series. So thanks for listening. This is Ken Navarro, and I'll talk to you again very soon. I'll leave you with a short excerpt from the new piece I'm working on for guitars and string quartet. ¶¶